We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches. Hope you've done something good for somebody today. I promise it'll make you feel better. And we have got a great show for you today here. It's been a little while since we've consistently recorded these Outside the Trenches. Had the special episode last week with Eric Galco on the news that the East-West Shrine Bowl is now moving to Las Vegas because our co-host and fearless co-leader or co-host of this show, Nick Leckie, was in San Diego. But Nick, it's been a little while since we've got to consistently record since it was middle of the offseason. Not a lot was happening. And we know the nerds over uh, at the KC Laboratory are going to get into everything anyway. Uh, so you and I can can kind of change up this show a little bit and talk a little more in depth about just a few topics is kind of the, how this show is going to wrap up, man. But before we get into all that, how are things? How was San Diego? How was your trip? It was fun. We got to hang out with family, and I enjoyed that. Uh, got to drink, uh, hang out on the beach, uh, played some golf. It was a lot of fun. And um, we got a big, big family, so for us to be able to get together and do this, uh, I look forward to it every year. And just a good time. Just I feel refreshed, you know, so that's a good vacation to me. I don't feel, I don't feel like shit, so it's perfect. Yeah, perfect. for sure. Usually I need, like, to detox for a little bit, but this was just the right amount, man. It is just the right amount. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, t- and then we got a new guy to me. Like I leave for a little bit. Tucker comes in. Tucker, <laughs> introduce yourself, brother. Hey, Nick. Thanks. I'm Tucker Franklin. If you don't know already, I'm the podcast producer here and I've been writing a little bit for KCSN on the newsletter as well. So usually when there's news that happens, I wrote up the Eric Galco interview that bj had his first media appearance appearance was on this podcast right here if you follow outside the trenches you would already know that i wrote up a little bit about it and just talking about it but um, i'm now gonna have my hand in a whole lot of pots here at kc sports network and i'm excited to get started and bj how are you doing my man i'm doing well man like we've you and i've gotten to know each other quite a bit over the last yeah. couple of weeks we've yeah. spoken a lot uh as you jump in here and help us obviously with the with the newsletter and anybody listening that hasn't subscribed to the newsletter um i would go ahead and do that uh we are going to kick things up september 1st uh the price will actually increase for anybody that's that may be waiting for that reason uh right now it's just 40 dollars a year uh for a daily newsletter uh to come out from kent swanson craig stout matt lane tucker franklin and myself uh and then we've got all the podcast being embedded and all that good stuff but uh before we get into this show we can't not thank 
Jack Stack Barbecue, our sponsor. And to be completely honest, uh, Nick, you and I have been recording for almost three years now. And as KC Sports Network has become a thing over the last couple of months, none of this would have been possible had Jack Stack um, not supported us from the beginning last year when it was just kind of you and I doing outside the trenches on our own for fun uh, and Jack Stack wanting to support and be a part of what we wanted to do, knowing that this doing something like this was kind of always the goal. And now that uh, we were able to get this thing off and rolling and we've got a lot of news coming out over the next couple of weeks. I know we've been saying that for a while, uh, but something's always around the corner and this thing is always growing. So we've got uh, the merch store that is now up. Um, you can get that off KCSportsNetwork.com. You can uh, find some merch. And at the one thing I will plug on the merch, uh, again, before we get into this show, is that we've got these day one pullovers that we're selling up until September 1st, and then we're taking them off. You cannot be, you will not be able to purchase them after September 1st, but in the future, when we do live events and we do get togethers and we'll do a few every single year with some exciting partners that we have to announce here in the next few weeks. But when we do events and live get togethers, if you wear that pullover to the event, let's just say you will be taken care of and <laughs> Yes, you will be taken care of because in four years you wear that pullover. We're going to know you were really with us from the beginning. We wanted to have something like that, that people could show like, Hey, we've been supporting you. It's like, really? Like, that's awesome. You followed us on Twitter. It's like, no, you were actually supporting us from the beginning. You subscribed, you got the pullover uh, and let's just say you'll be taken care of. So I will I'm excited about that. But Jack's yeah. again, Jack stack, uh, I think it's kind of a joke at this point by now, just because everybody knows <laughs> that we're Jack Stack people, but um, you can never, never go wrong with Jack Stack, Nick. It's an old classic, man. It's like Woodford Reserve. It just never <laughs> gets old. It's just glorious. And I just love it every time. Uh, I, I took my boss, my boss came in town from Dallas and uh, I took him to the Martin City location, the the OG, and I got those, uh, the crown ribs. Oh, oh the crown prime yeah. beef rib. Oh, yeah. And they renovated it. The Martin City location yeah, no, just got it's renovated. It's no longer crappy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> what do up. I go into to, to get they it? Yeah. And then yeah. the the Lenexa one, they're up off uh, like 87th and 435 on the- Not yet. Stop it. Right. No, but it's Stop in mid-September. Is it mid-September? No, I was talking with them. Yeah. I don't know if that's- I don't know if I could say that, but it's mid-September. It's already <laughs> out there. Now. It's, so it's I'm not editing that out, Tucker. Um, right. I'll, I'll wear it if they, if they get upset about that. But, um, yeah, if you, if you're feeling barbecue, there's no bad choices in Kansas city. Um, but we're always going to be a little partial towards Jack stack barbecue. Great people there, um, known for a long time. They've been supporting what we've been doing for the last couple of years. So excited about that. And anybody that's been a loyal listener to this show, Nick will know how much you made fun of me for all my outlines over the years. Um, <laughs> I try to organize them and do the best I, I could. I do the best I could to try to organize the show and make it just something that people could just absorb uh, in just a very like organized, put together, well put together way. And now this is divulged into you just sending me some notes and just texting. And now we're going to, we're going to, you have set up this show. This is, this is your baby. This is your deal. I, this is kind of cool because it's my first time to do this. And in a off news time, and, and I think we've developed a show to where it's like, I think people can come to expect B-sides, right? So it's, it's yep. your favorite artist, the Chiefs, but it's like, we're going to go with like the B-sides, right? It's like the deeper cuts, like the next tracks. It's going to take you to that subterranean level, right? And Every and show has got to be a little different on this network. Every show has got to be, we talked about this a lot. Every show has got to be a little different yep. and we're going to try to figure out what ours is going to be and have fun with it. So anybody who's Weird. listening, yeah. it's going to be different than the lab. It's going to be different than one-on-one. -on -one. It's going to be different than the other shows that we have coming onto the network. Um, so Nick, what do you got for us today? 
So our first topic, and I like to do like kind of like let's get the shit out out of the way into the open. Uh, let's talk about Frank Clark not zipping the bag that was in his Uzi when he was driving around L.A. And Frank Clark, the man who lived with his mom in a car growing up. So a man who is from the streets, um, you know, made it out and is back to it. So I know, BJ, you got you got hot takes on, on this one. Um, I think it's a, a load of shit, but it's a slow news cycle. So it's going to get run. Uh, BJ, let's hear your thoughts. I might go off for a few That's minutes fine. just because I had a lot of people ask me on social because I've been very supportive of Frank Clark. I had a great relationship with Frank Clark and I feel like I still do. I haven't talked to Frank. I don't know anything. I don't have any inside information about anything that's going on. And even if I did, I wouldn't say anything anyway um, because it's more personal with those. Like I, I knew him at a level, like we knew each other. And so that's where I'm coming from. And I'm never in these situations. I'm not coming from a media perspective i'm coming from i cross paths with this guy and i know what makes him tick and i know a little bit about where he's from and what he's about in those ways so does it surprise me that frank clark got pulled over with a gun in his car no like that doesn't bother me because and i i challenge anyone that hears me say that and gets upset to and granted you're not going to all have access to frank clark but I promise you that if you went to Frank Clark and you just asked him and you had an open mind to listen and not judge, he said, why do you feel the need to drive around with a gun in your car? And whatever answer he would give you, if you're opening to listening, I bet you would understand when he was done speaking, be like, okay, like, all right. Like, I don't understand that world. I'm not driving around Stillwell or Johnson County or Overland Park where I grew up with a gun. That's a little bit different than where he grew up in South Central LA trying to find his mom, you know, on Skid Row and all the different places that he's been around and what he went through in his life. So the gun charge and all of that, like, doesn't bother me because that's just a world I don't pretend to understand, but I also understand and know Frank. And so it's, I have a hard time seeing what's happening on social media and the way that Frank's getting attacked. And it's just kind of this, this huge ball of stuff. Now it's not just about the gun charge. It's about his contract and it's about, you know, his production and his sack numbers. And everybody just wants to rewrite history and put all these numbers together and say, it was a bad, this was bad. Um, and that pisses me off because we would not have won a Super Bowl without Frank Clark and anyone who tries to use numbers or, box score stats to try to prove that you know like the war stat for football players like it just shows that you've never played sports and i i know it probably stings to say and i'm not trying to be confrontational when i say that but if you honestly don't think that if you think that looking on a box score and looking at a stat sheet and you can trade two players and there's no difference from attitude leadership coachability i don't, i can't have a conversation with you and so I know I'm kind of jumping around here with the Frank Clark situation, but we would not have won a Super Bowl without Frank Clark. Frank Clark played his ass off, hurt for most of the year after getting paid when he didn't have to. Guys could have just sat back like, you know what? I'm good. He had the stomach issue. He was playing through some other issues, which I knew at the time that weren't public. And I'm not going to say like, hey, our guy's hurt. And the other <laughs> team's like, oh, yeah, thanks. I'm like, appreciate it. Yeah. You're not going to do we'll that. On that. But <laughs> I just have a problem with people who all of a sudden now are going to rewrite history and be like, yeah, I never liked, like it was a bad, it was a bad move because of this, this, and this, like I'm more upset about guys getting DUIs driving around Kansas city 
and there have been some prominent athletes in Kansas City that have had multiple DUIs, that is more dangerous to me than Frank driving with a gun in his car. I don't care what kind of gun it was in Los Angeles, in his car, not waving it around, not shooting, not putting other people at harm for having it in there to protect himself and his family, whoever else he's with, uh, because he's a target and driving a Lamborghini around South central LA. You can have that conversation all you want, but the guy that everyone is going after right now, it's bullshit. And the stuff you see on social, people can try to explain it away all they want. And you can come up with all these stats. And all it does is tell me that you've never coached or played at a high level. And Nick, you tell me if I'm wrong with anything I'm saying, because this is personal to me just because it bothers me when there's a line there. There's there's a reason why Danny Duffy has gotten a pass and that Frank Clark hasn't. And we can get into all the minutia of it, but at the end of the day, there it's not the same. And one person has put people in our community in more harm's way, and he's not getting – and one of them hasn't. And that guy's not getting the benefit of the doubt. And I have anyone to yet give me a good explanation as to why without really talking themselves in circles. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I don't I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I think this happens in Texas. I mean, does he even get like a is it even a charge? And and, no, and I love Nick, how many of your playing. teammates when you were playing drove around with guns in their car because they were a target? <laughs> a lot. A, a lot. I mean, gun culture in the NFL is a big thing because you got cats from the country who love guns and you got cats from from the inner cities who needed guns, right? To to sort of but hold on. No, 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 no. There's but... a bunch of there's a bunch of people who don't understand that. And I, I'm not going to call them out. I, I grew up here, but I also ask the questions. And I know when people are like, why do you have to have a gun in your car? Why do you have to do that? Why is <laughs> what do you mean? It's illegal. What do you mean? It's unregistered. Right. Yeah, you don't you don't care about that. Right. Like I mean, Cat it's... Williams about this, but like, yeah, it. Tucker. I'm trying to bite yeah, my tongue. Right, Tucker, yeah. could you please yeah. shed some light Tucker, on this? Tucker, it, um, do, yeah. do you have a take on this? Do you, do you have an opinion on this? Well, what I find really interesting is we didn't really have the same conversation when it came to Brashad Breland last, last offseason when he got arrested. It wasn't the same conversation. And it really boils down to the price tag that Frank Clark has. And I've said this before. I mean, as fans, you're not paying the contract. I don't know why uh, why fans get in such a big. They bought cut. a ticket, like, right? You bought a ticket. You didn't buy this guy's contract. You're not paying for this guy to play for your team. It's okay. You're not. You're not losing any money in the end of things. But that's what I found really interesting about the whole thing is the reaction between when Bashab Breland was arrested last year, and the reaction to this Frank Clark. I feel like he's always been held in an unfair light in Kansas City. He's probably been held under a microscope more than anybody, probably more than probably Patrick Mahomes, just because of the magnitude of the deal, the magnitude of the contract. And I guess that comes with it. But he, I, I do think he has been unfairly judged. And as BJ, as you mentioned, it seems like a bit of revisionist history, right? When you start to look and at everybody it, everybody does it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it is. It, it, it happens, happens in every time. sport everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I, I get that. And the contract stuff bothers me. Contracts never bother me because they're set by the market. They're not right. set by the player. They're not, it's not a bad deal by Brett. Like you have all, there's so much information out there and everybody has all this information from all the sides. So anyone who's sitting on Twitter thinks that they can make better decisions than an NFL general manager because they have access to some website or they look up stats or whatever the hell it is. It's, embar PFF, it's embarrassing to see people have that take and not believe that there's better information out there and that you could 
make better decisions in building your team by actually having conversations with the people that you want to bring into your organization and thinking that's valuable to actually talk to Frank Clark, to know what makes him tick compared to other people that you say on a box score, you could just plug in there and get the same, that person got five sacks. So you put them in there and they're still going to win a Super Bowl. That's what Twitter is telling me. And as far as the contracts, you better keep the same fucking energy when Legereus Sneed is severely underpaid right now. You better be spending as much time complaining about him getting underpaid as you do about Frank Clark supposedly being overpaid. Like you're either underpaid or you're overpaid. Very few people in the NFL are paid right where they're supposed to be. There's all no goalie the locks. There's no yeah. goalie locks in this league. So right? if you're gonna if you're gonna take that, at least have the same energy on the other side. Otherwise, all you're yep. doing is complaining about guys who make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and they it all does make too. a lot of money. And, and well, and I think I think the Frank Clark deal, and to Tucker's point, where where he is the the hundred million dollar man, mm-hmm. and he's not getting edge pressure every fucking snap or he's not getting the sacks or he's not getting this. And it's like, man, there are some plays on defense where your job is to contain, right? Your job is to spook the quarterback that way. And and I think what this gun charge does and this, 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 you know, media headline of three-year maximum, you know, something like that's not going to get tossed the maximum, man. He'll get probation at best. You know, it's, it's just a slow news cycle. If this happens, Mm -hmm. whatever. And, And what this does, but there is a rift and I've seen it on Twitter, um, is there's a rift of fans who absolutely love Frank Clark and realize what he does in his leadership. And there are fans who are like, fuck him, get him out. He sucks. You know, he's a hundred million dollar guy. He ain't getting edge rush. He ain't getting edge pressure every time, you know? And it's like, that's not what he's paid to do, you know? But in some ways he is. And and I'll be the biggest Frank Clark defender out there, but let's not pretend like that he hadn't gotten 60 pressures and then he wanted to play better. And yes, he did play injured before. And there aren't times where he wanted to play better, but the problem and like the perspective I have, Nick, and you and I have talked about this since the day he and Tyron Matthew, I don't know how many times I've told the story of OTAs of Frank Clark screaming at Patrick Mahomes on the first day of OTAs with Steve Spagnuolo, the whole new defense. And he was screaming, this ain't motherfucking last year to the offense on the first day, no pads, nothing in Spagnolo, Frank, Tyron, everybody's out there screaming and everyone wants to say, well, it's not Frank, it's Tyron. Like bullshit. I'm there. Like I know the difference. Like you have to have guys in different position groups that are just wired differently. You need that dog and not that Chris Jones isn't and not that those other guys aren't, but you didn't have that guy who's willing to rip off his arm and go out there and play regardless. That is Tyron. That is Frank. Like those two guys completely changed the mindset of that defense. And yes, would it have changed if Frank wasn't there and it was just tiring? Yes. Like I'm not, we're trying to like talk in circles and that gotcha stuff that Twitter is all about right now. But I'm telling you the defense changed when those two guys arrived and the leadership, the top leaders, it was completely different on that side of the ball, the accountability amongst them. And Frank was a huge part of that. And so people can gloss over that and say, it doesn't matter. Leadership is interchangeable. Somebody tweeted at me the other day. Leadership's interchangeable. Everybody can just rah, rah. I was like, you've obviously never played sports. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to call people out or put people on blast. But the defense, the mindset, everything changed. You don't win a Super Bowl without Frank Clark. I don't care what his stat. I don't care he got one sack in the playoffs, even though he closed out. I'm pretty sure every playoff game, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, Frank had a sack in every game. Mm -hmm. Something like that. it's been been a little while but he closed out each of those games and so um i'm always going to defend him i if he could get cut the chiefs could make a business decision and say hey you know whatever and that's fine and i would say i don't agree with it i wouldn't agree with him not paying tyron matthew 
if they don't pay him, I'm pretty sure Tyron's probably already got his contract and they're just waiting to announce it while everyone's on vacation right now. They're not going to call a press conference the day after the 4th of July. Um, but if they don't pay Tyron, I'd be against it. Um, if they don't keep Frank, I would be against it, saying that's going to hurt the leadership on that side of the ball. Um, but that being said, we can move on to new topics so we can all stop cussing because that's like $12 to the swear jar that we already owe. But I wanted to get the, I wanted to speak about Frank. So thank you, Nick, for bringing that segment up. Um, yeah. Not saying that carrying guns around in your car is, is a great idea, but I'm also not going to project my history and my experiences growing up in Johnson County to Frank Clark's either. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just not. And I don't think anybody else should either. Uh, exactly. And that yeah. being said, there are other things that people have done to, they just, it hadn't been the same. The, the that feet, doesn't the, trigger my radar. Yeah. It doesn't even trigger yeah. the radar. It's stupid. So it doesn't, so what triggers my radar is people on social media saying that they should get cut for this reason, the revisionist history stuff. And then the leadership is interchangeable stuff. I don't know how to respond to that. So, yeah. So, so we, we figured out that Frank Clark is a lightning rod with chiefs fans and it's either all in or all out. So, and this is kind of exposed that for, Fix expose the Chiefs fans who are Frank Clark lovers and Frank Clark haters. So you gotta love that. Uh, the people who didn't like him are just gonna use everything that happens as a reason to pile on. Can't win. You can't and win. Yep. That's fine. Yep. And people are looking at it the same way with me. Like you're just gonna defend him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like sure. Frank. <laughs> I've talked Absolutely. to Frank. Of course, I'm going to. But I haven't talked to Frank in a long time. We texted after I left the Chiefs. I hope he's doing all right. Um, I don't think that this is going to be this huge thing. But that being said, it doesn't mean the Chiefs couldn't move on from him. But I don't think it would be a good idea. No, it wouldn't. It would not at all. All right. So next topic. I'm in, I'm in San Diego. Uh, I'm in Seaside Village. I, I like to buy these um, dad shirts. They're called crazy shirts. They're, they have like, they're like a thicker material. They got a big cut because I'm a big fella. And uh, I have shirts from crazy shirts like that are from like 04. And they mm-hmm. just thin out and they just, oh, they just wear like the age like a fine wine. It's mm-hmm. tourist place. There's a sports carts or a sports shop next next to it. And I see a Mahomes jersey and a Kelsey jersey for sale in San Diego. And, and that that kind of triggered me. It kind of got me thinking, like, man, I've never seen uh, – I love Matt Castle. Never seen a Matt Castle jersey. Never seen any sort of Chiefs paraphernalia outside of Kansas City ever. No. And then you I lived there San for four Diego, years. Yeah, you can't find right? it. No. And, and <laughs> no. so I was in San Diego at, C, at a, a touristy – little place seaside village or seaport village yep. right off gas lamp and and what it what a time for chiefs fans where they are on top of the world uh mahomes with the the, the long drive right i mean how was that you guys you guys you guys are tucker you're a lifelong chiefs fan been there for a while yep i mean i'm only so, 23 but as long as well, i've I mean, been alive 20 your life old, yeah right yeah uh-huh. has that ever happened in your lifetime if people talked about the chiefs outside of I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is really the first time. And and I've talked about this with several people. Like Patrick Mahomes has made the Chiefs like a worldwide brand. You know, like you look at some of these soccer teams like PSG, a team in Paris, you know, that's a that's a brand like a fashion brand over here. He's turning mm-hmm. Chiefs clothes into fashion brands is what Patrick Mahomes is doing, essentially. That's cool. What was the PSG tie in? Like they uh, they, they he's wearing it. Is that what he's doing? 
Well, no, I mean, if you think about, if you see a lot of people wearing like PSG over here, they're not yeah. really diehard PSG fans. Well, right? they could Usually. be Neymar fans, right? They could be. Big. Could be Neymar fans, and and Jordan does their apparel too, so it's always oh, yeah. nice, nice stuff to wear. And uh, they've turned into more of a fashion brand than they really have a a soccer club. So I think that people maybe worldwide now will see Patrick Mahomes. They associate him with the Arrowhead, with the KC. They see that they want to be a part of Patrick Mahomes, so they start wearing the Chief stuff. And you know his his jersey is always at the top of the list when it comes to to top sellers. It's like him and Tom Brady and whoever's hot at the moment. I think Tim Tebow took him over for a little bit, but then Patrick Mahomes went right back to the top. So I mean, it's all it's all one of those things where I do think that, and it's hard to say worldwide brand, right? It's kind of American nationalist, right? To say, oh yeah, America is the whole brand, but <laughs> but yeah, if you start to think about it, you see people from all over the place. Like I've got I've got friends in London I've met on Twitter that are diehard Chiefs fans and they were Chiefs mm-hmm. fan Chief stuff over there in, in London and, and all the over in the UK. So it, Patrick Mahomes is definitely making some waves in terms of just the worldwide brand and a uh, brand awareness, I guess you could say, about the Kansas City Chiefs. Is the cool I think What's so. That? That's what I was gonna say. I think it's the highlights. I think because yeah. you go back to like there were a lot of people who were Chiefs fans just because of when Joe Montana came over and just the hoopla of all like in '93, mm-hmm. like when all that happened. Who I said hoopla, like all of the all of the excitement around that. all the rigmarole. Yeah, and like Marcus Allen and like I just, I've talked to so many fans over the years that that's kind of it got their attention. Like it was this national storyline that they got caught up in, and then you see this kid come out, get drafted high, come out his first year as a starter and put up numbers that have only been done like two other times in NFL history right. and then continue to do it. And he's a likable dude. And you see him out at the Lake Tahoe with Travis Kelsey and freaking Justin Timber, like just dancing, having a good time. They hand him a driver. He steps up, drops it 347 in the air. And then oh like, it's no big deal. And it's like, this guy doesn't practice a lot of golf. I would assume he's just that guy who's good at everything. And it gets kind of annoying. Like at some point it's like, all right, guy, we get it. Like we get it guy. Like you're good at absolutely everything. But I think for chiefs fans, it's nice to have um, the face of the NFL and the guy who's going to be a face of the NFL for the next decade is on your team. And he's likable. He's brand. He's marketable. He's got 87 endorsement deals already. He's on every freaking commercial in the fall. Mm -hmm. So um, this is the golden age of chiefs football for sure. It is. Now, what do you guys think? Uh, is he regretting the Nebraska Furniture Mart uh, commercials that, that he did his rookie year? Like, they still got him under cheap, right? Did they? What do you guys Can they think still show that? those? Can they still show those? Last month. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how those deals work, but it seems strange to me that the value, that they could just keep running them forever, like in perpetuity. Is that what that is? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember, though, his rookie year? There was like a, a story, I say that in air quotes, about how he wasn't going to accept any deals his rookie year because he wanted to prove it on the field first. It seems like everything that Patrick Mahomes does is like a story now, but I remember that was like the first time people were like, oh, why is he doing this? Just take the deals. He's yeah. obviously proved it on the field. I mean, he backed a- that up. And we don't we don't talk about that anymore because he does have all these deals and he did back it up on the field. It was a hard thing for Alex Smith to say, like when a backup quarterback is getting a bunch of deals and then Alex has to be asked about it every Wednesday in the locker room. Right. Um, he yeah. was going to have his time to make his money and a half a billion dollars later. I think uh, everything's worked out um, on that end. It has. Well, and then look at look at the pairing, too. I mean, you look at that thing. It's kind of like that. I don't even know what the hell this tournament was, the golf tournament. But he's paired it's with that, like, it's, the, it's the celebrity golf tournaments out there every yeah. year, I think. Yeah, and, and it's, it got everybody, right? Everybody who's relevant. And they paired them with Justin Timberlake, which to me, 
spoke volumes because it's like that's the primo pairing, right? Because Justin Timberlake is classic. You know, usually that's like Aaron Rodgers, but him and him and Tommy are out in Montana playing some other thing, you know, some other golf thing for all the old retire heads, you know, that's the, the changing the guard. But I mean, I mean, he was paired up with Justin Timberlake. I mean, that's the primo celebrity, right? I mean, that's, that's chiefs, that's chiefs football these days. It's, it's awesome to me. It really is cool to see. Now, what do you guys think about the the social media and, and how it is revolutionized uh, everything to the point where finally college athletes are getting paid? I mean, Tucker, Tucker. That's not where I thought you were going with it. I mean, you can you can monetize everything now. What do you think? Are you for or against paying college athletes for name and likeness? Oh, I'm totally for it, man. If you can create a brand for yourself, too. We saw, I think it was a punter who was going to commit to UCF. They made him get rid of his YouTube channel because he had a following. He was already making money off his YouTube. And the NCAA said, hey, you, you can't be doing that let kids do that that's fun that's access to these college programs i know people season ticket holders of mizzou k-state ku all these area schools would love to see behind the scenes youtube videos of of a vlog of what a football player is doing that's cool stuff and people love that people love that now you can monetize it personally i was a huge fan of the ncaa football game so getting the name image likeness back means that i can get another ncaa game i think the target is ncaa 24 which will be 10 years after they let go of the series the first time and that's always been my favorite game i know a lot of people worry the ea sports is still going to do it so we'll still mess it up somehow but um <laughs> That's what, that's what I'm really stoked for. Honestly, when I first heard that, I was like, that that means, uh, selfishly, of course, I was like, that means I get a, a new video game out of the deal. But no, it's great for these college athletes to get paid for their time, right? Because I know that you had the whole conversation about, well, they're getting paid for their classes, everything like that, but they're putting in a lot of time. And, you know, I mean, oh, Nick, you know that, obviously. I want to know what as Nick's a, as a thoughts college are. Because yeah. Nick, you were a stud. Cause like we were at school at the same time. So I could say this cause it wasn't like we knew each other at that time, but like you were Remington finalist, like you were an all American, uh, for a football team that was in the top 10 in the country at, sorry, two time all American. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Our second team, which one are you telling yeah, me? Two time, two time. Okay. Excuse me. Two time all American. Uh, you were fucking good. Okay. Um, you could have gotten deal. Like, I don't know what your personal brand would have looked like. Uh, but like you were good Alcohol enough to win cigars. <laughs> <laughs> but you were good enough to like get those deals. Like I played baseball. Like I wasn't like, yeah. I was just on the team, but like my wife, like she would like she Megan would have gotten deals. Yeah. She's from Manhattan. Everyone knew her and yeah. she was captain on the volleyball team and they were in the top 25. Like she would have fit that mold um, for what a lot of people I think are learning um, that just saw it from the, sounds sounds bad but like the male perspective is like the quarterback and the basketball players are going to get all these deals and then you see some of these gymnasts and some of these softball players some of these female athletes that have all these tiktok followers or whatever it is and they're going to monetize as much as a lot of these guys are just because they've done a better job personal branding and putting themselves in position that when something like this happens they're ready to capitalize on it now i have zero issue with like athletes branding themselves and you know I always like I've used the example last couple of weeks, like when we were in college or when Colin Klein was running for Heisman, Colin Klein has his own brand, sells a T-shirt and people buy like zero issues with that. And I don't really have an issue with athletes getting paid in anyway. What I have a problem with is there are undoubtedly going to be unintended consequences that go down because every the NCAA couldn't have come up with a decent proposal 15 years ago that wouldn't have had them overcorrect to this point. 
because there is nothing stopping. And I know there's rules out there and everybody could say whatever they want, but there is nothing stopping in the very easily ways, the university of Alabama, Clemson, these major programs from having their boosters and these business owners in these cities promise these kids money. And I know it's, it's written in there. They can't do that. They can't do marketing guarantees, (laughs) but guess what? (laughs) Like everyone's been getting paid this whole time. Cash has been now it's just out in the open and they have to put it through compliance and they have to do all these things. But when you have this much money and you have multi-million dollar coaching contracts on the line for these guys to have success based on prep athletes who are not getting any financial compensation, convincing them to go play for you. It's set up for there to be a rub. It's set up for there to be issues and there are still going to be issues. And outside of the just major programs taking advantage of the loopholes that are going to be there because the whole thing's a mess right now um, in relation to not having answers for those questions. Now, the other thing that bothers me about it, and I said this before, is athletes who are getting some of these micro deals at, you know, $500, $750, not having a lawyer look at the fine print of what you're signing because you don't want to pay half the money that you're going to make to a lawyer to read the contracts. You're just going to sign it. And you don't know what your future earnings, the likeness, the Nebraska Furniture Mart, who knows what's in there. It says, hey, we can use your likeness in this for like the next 30 years. That's not how a lot of deals are done. So all of a sudden, like this value that you have for yourself, and it may not be a problem now for 90% of people, but you're going to have those learning experiences. Mm -hmm. Like in 20 years, when we look back at NIL, it's going to be, yeah, it took us a few years to figure it out. And everyone just kind of knows that's going to be the conversation. To me, that's saying, we know a lot of people are going to get screwed over, and but it'll eventually work itself out. I don't like the fact that we're just glossing over the fact that there are going to be some huge problems because the NCA literally 24 hours before July 1st, when it was supposed to go down, was basically absolving themselves from anything, saying it's up to the schools. Like We don't want to be a part of this anymore. And I'm not going to pretend to know everything with the NCA, but... Um, I have a lot of thought on this because that let it fly media, like I'm very much involved with this and we are going to be involved with this in a lot of different ways that a lot of people haven't really been talking about because everything with NIL has been so one-sided right now with the vision for how people want to do it, that there's a lot of ways that, that organizations, brands, schools, athletes can, can take advantage of these new rules uh, and do it the way that I think it was intended uh, from the beginning, not just about putting a bunch of extra cash in players' hands, but allowing these guys to build off their name, their image, and their likeness. And that isn't always just taking $500 from the local business um, to go buy some beer money or go buy some Chipotle for the next couple months. Check <laughs> beer and Chipotle, right? I, said. I, I like how it is um, – I like how if lawyers partner with schools because, I mean, you have – I mean, some players have a two-year, one-year – uh, maybe five years at best life cycle out of school. So it'd be tough for lawyers mm-hmm. to get to know these kids. But if you have a couple lawyers who partnered with schools and, and looked over contracts and was maybe paid a retainer by, by the school, I think that yep. would be the most efficient way to to keep players from getting those, hey, we'll give you 500, but if you make it to the NFL, we still own your name, image, and likeness. Yeah. You know, it's like- Do you agree with that, Nick? That, that that will be an issue with some people. There Not that all some. people are bad or every deal that's bad, but there are going, and we've seen it. People have already been screenshotting some of these contracts and some of this language yeah. that's written in some of these deals where it's just like, what the hell? Why would anyone sign that? And then you realize like it's an 18-year-old kid. Like he didn't know any better. He just sees $500 and wants to sign it. You could open source it. 
you know, if I was in school, I would put it up on Twitter. I'd be like, I would contact like a, say, Hey, any lawyers out here, follow me, um, hook me up. You know, that's what I would do. That'd be the best way to do it, man. And you got a guy looking out for you, like, no, that's a shit deal or no, that's a good deal. You know? Yeah. Um, Especially yeah, with yeah. the schools. Like there's gotta be enough lawyers who went to those schools, just alma mater who don't yeah. want to see their freshman stud get screwed oh, over yeah. even by a business that's supporting the same school. Like good people are good people. And they're going to look and be like, that's not a good idea. Yeah, like they're trying, they're actively trying to get one buy on you and they're sneaking this stuff in there. And it's just, it's sad. It is sad. Tucker, just, are, are the blue but, bloods, are the blue bloods going to corrupt this? Um, you know, the, the blue blood, the Michigan, the Notre Dame, the deep pocketed booster schools, are they going to run the table with athletes? What do you think? It's hard not to think that they aren't going to, I guess they use double negative there, but it feels like that that's almost destined to happen. As BJ mentioned, it's the wild west right now. Yeah, uh, there's just, there's just like, you can do whatever you want. Like he said, it's up to the schools and that's dangerous to leave it up to the schools because we've seen some things get left up to schools before that hasn't quite gone very well in terms of self-reporting and stuff like of that nature. But but yeah, I, I just think, man, it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. But hey, at least these kids are making some money, right? I guess yeah. that's that's kind of the consolation that, that you come up with this is like, well, at least they're making money for their likeness and got uh, getting taken completely advantage of. Yeah, exactly. It's really, it's going to happen. I, I like, and to your point, BJ, I know they, they did 24 hours ahead of time and said, figure that shit out. Mm -hmm. I like how they did that because there's no yeah, way you, I mean, can, you can regulate the unknown until you just, just filter the shit through the system. Just, just get it through the system. You know, I can't think of the, the, the legal jargon term I'm looking for, but there's only so much oversight that the NCAA can even give. Right. to whatever it was going to be without it being like an antitrust, I don't know if it's antitrust or whatever it is where they're showing favoritism to particular businesses or whatever it is. Like it, there's a lot of different rules that the NCA has to play for. So I know that they're an easy target and they've done a horrible job on a lot of things. Um, and they had all the time in the world to prepare for this. And it just seemed like at the last minute, they just absolved themselves, which they could have done six months earlier and it probably wouldn't have changed a whole lot. Cause I, I don't think anybody was prepared for the NCA to come in with this beautiful plan at the last minute. So I think everyone just kind of assumed that it was going to be a mess and it was going to be left up to the states and or schools, uh, which is kind of where we ended up. Um, but I think most of the deals, and this is the other weird thing, is that we won't know till the dust settles because there were a lot of brands that did deals on the first day because they're taking advantage of it being the thing. And they knew that if they signed a deal with a player and everybody was talking about and IL deals are happening at that one brand could become a nat. Like you're not just paying for the advertising of the, you know, $20,000 deal when sports center is talking about Derek King getting this deal down at the university of Miami and like all these Florida players because the state of Florida, everybody knew they were going to make a lot of money uh, from the beginning. Cause they were the state that was ahead of it the most. Um, but you see these kids like with all these deals and, you know, I think a lot of it was just brands being, um, opportunistic with knowing that NIL is a big deal. Now, I don't think some of those deals would have gotten, will get signed a year from now that were getting signed like the first couple of days, just because they were getting this national recognition as being the first NIL deals. And the businesses knew that going in that a lot of people were going to talk about it and they were going to get more than the value that they paid for. I, I yes. And, and you're right. And the advertising aspect of the national advertising um, along the same lines of social media, TikTok, and Justin Bieber, 
And um, how did Bieber get into this? And uh, uh, my old uh, alma mater of uh, of K State. Uh, what do you guys think about Tucker? I'll hear your opinion first, man. What do you think about the Bieber TikTok video, man? Um, what's with all the flack? And are you? Um, you know what I'm talking about? I assume you know what I'm talking about. I honestly uh, don't know. I don't know how BJ and you know, kid. but I don't know. The K-State kid that was oh, dancing to yes, Justin Bieber. Yes. yes, you saw it. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Don't act like I, you didn't. If you weren't on social media for you'd have to be for like a, a solid week to miss that that cycle. Yes. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is one of those things. You're talking to two former K-State, like two diehard K-State people. Great, just like, great, man, that's, that's a tough. great answer. That's a great answer. That's my answer. Right? Shit, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Nick, I mean, what was your reaction? Yeah, you don't have a lot. Um, you know, listen, um, I, I, it's not for me. That's that's not how how I portray myself. But some cats like to dance. You know, some cats lot like music, and that 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 guy has monetized TikTok. You know, he is. You know that that thing. Whether uh, you know, I think what twenty four hour news cycle hosts do is, you know, you say something controversial, and then it just it gets either loved or it gets hated. Either way, it's getting views, eyeballs, right? Was, it's all. Was Marcus Watts going to do that video? Yeah, like, right. Is he going to do that video? Like, name the teammate that you had that you could see doing that video if it was around when you played. I could see my roommate Mike Johnson doing it. He was our guard. Um, nope. I could see him doing that uh, just because he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I love Abba. You know, I, I love them. Great man. <laughs> Not realizing like, like the social like. Kind of how you like what kind of slot that puts you in if you like Bieber. And I like Bieber. Um, I don't mm -hmm. dance to Bieber like that, but if that's how they want to portray themselves and whatever, and they're having a good time, whatever, you know. I just I, said you better win. Like if you're gonna do that stuff and you know you're gonna get made fun, you know you're gonna get made fun everything. of and you don't care everything. and you own it, like that's awesome to have that kind of like I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Well, if you're going to be the social media like person, like I got this brand on social, then you're setting yourself up with doing things like that. Like you better just go, you better perform. Basically. And then when you do perform, you can go 10 times as loud as you yes. want to be like, I can dance on Bieber and then smoke all of you. Um, that's like <laughs> yeah. the ultimate, that's like the ultimate flex. I mean, that yeah, seriously is what it is, but you just put that target on your back. Now you gotta, now you gotta back it up. But, but the, okay. The one part that bothers me, is that Barstool KU said, wait, wait, cancel the program? Or I don't know if they mm. said that, but I'm like, I don't. Maybe they said that a week too early. Realm. Yeah, this is your yeah. realm to. to Two weeks too that. early. Yeah. Whenever right. this, yeah. the latest Jeff Long story came out. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what you're talking about. What is that? This is a cheese Ooh. podcast, so we'll, we'll keep it that. Tucker, do you want to give the synopsis or do we want to let Nick read that on his own? Tucker, I you and I can should. have a conversation and let Nick go read the story right now and then react live on the podcast. Yeah, it's not it's not phenomenal. But what I thought of, uh, to the TikTok point, it reminds me a whole lot of what Juju Smith-Schuster does. I mean, yeah. Juju is all over TikTok and he has people talking about it uh, when they're winning and when they're losing, he's the butt of the joke, right? But he doesn't care. He's just still on TikTok doing his little dances and everything like that. But me forgetting about the, the K-State K Justin Bieber TikTok just shows you how short that cycle is. Like you had to remind me, he's like, oh yeah, I remember those guys just standing in front of their phone with the Justin Bieber song <laughs> playing. Like that was kind of weird, but, um, but yeah, no, I do remember it, but that's how fast like things work, especially, you know, in, in my generation of, okay, what's the next thing? Do we talk about what's going on next? I mean, these videos are 
30 seconds, usually less than 30 seconds. So we're always looking for the next thing. And Nick, I want to bring a question to you because I always find this interesting with former athletes of when you were in college, what brands would you have wanted to get endorsed by? Which ones would you have said, Hey, which ones would you want, want them to pay you to talk about? Um, uh, like Nike, Nike would be one because Nike right, is yeah. where I, I didn't, I didn't pick, or I didn't want to go to Texas because they had Reebok. And I would have never went to Adidas because they or a Notre Dame because they were a D. Not that I was going to go to Notre Dame, but Adidas was like Notre or Notre Dame was Adidas. So no, so Nike would have been cool. But like attainable, attainable brands. Um, any of my local liquor stores that I hit up. The uh, fridge. The, yeah, I was uh, there was one by my house. I forget what it was called uh, Early Edition, like breakfast joints and Coco Bolos. Like if we're talking like <laughs> yes. Manhattan, Manhattan based businesses, yeah, those would be those would be the ones where I'd be like I would be repping that brand, or I'd be you know taking a picture of me eating dinner at Coco Bolos, or you know maybe at my favorite bar. Uh, it would be, but yeah, I would be, I would honestly, I wouldn't give a shit who's paying me. You know, just pay me something, and I'm not. I guess it's altruistic. Is that the term? I, I don't care. No. I mean, well, I have to a sense. I would want to. I would have been at Rusty's next door, the non-smoking side. Like I, I know where I would have been. Like I would have been right there. Is that where you would have been? The Rusty's. I live there. I live there. Yeah, that was my spot. Gotcha. Yeah. No. So that that's where it would have been. That 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 was it. That was it. That's um. Yeah. That's all the topics I have. Do you guys have anything you want to that that popped up to to you? Um, anything that's been pressing on, on your mind, by the way, holy shit on that. <laughs> oh my God. I can't can for you anybody on that? YouTube or oh anyone not God. watching on YouTube. Jeff is showing Nick is showing us his screen and he I don't reported know what football teammate threats to KU a secret document paid him to go home. Oh my God. Jesse knew what player was getting there. mistreated. There was a bunch of bad stuff going on and they basically didn't do anything about it. They just brushed it under the rug and then paid the kid off to leave and then told him not to say anything, not to speak badly about them. You bury that. You're like, it's not a, not a big story. That's a big story, right? I mean, that's a massive. Well, that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't know if I played it off as if it wasn't a big story. I knew it wasn't great. Listen, I'll tell you the TikTok's better than that. Um, (laughs) But. (laughs) That's a good point. It really is. But in fairness, in this, Pains me in a lot of ways to say, but there's been nothing but positive things being said about KU's new coach. So oh, yeah. I'm um, scared. I'm afraid. I am. Because KU yeah. always gets good athletes, and, and I think you know he's gonna be a great coach. It's a great hire. They finally made a good hire. Damn them over in Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. But it's better when the games are competitive. Like it's fun to beat them like 78 times in a row, but it's actually more fun for there to be build up to the games and for it to like matter. So yeah. same thing now with we basketball. Put, I mean, yeah, we have to put yeah, I get it. KU people like same thing with basketball. Like we get it. Um, I grew up a KU fan. I understand. Ew. So listen, I can't control that. <laughs> sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Dude, my aunts, uncles, cousins, every like parents, everybody went to KU. Everyone in my family went to KU. Tucker, what's your favorite bobblehead in your collection? I mean, or I got a back there. We're at this I? point. Yeah, we're at that point. I told you I had nothing else, and now it just made my curiosity has gotten the better of me. Yeah, so I just got the wit counter bobblehead a little bit ago. That was a new bobblehead this year, and it, you could actually like count the hits on it. It's super cool. I like that one. I'm trying to get the – I know Jorge Soler is not the best right now, but his bobblehead with the light-up base is one that I want to just kind of 
throwback there, but I've got a Bo Jackson Monarchs one. I've got all of the Sporting Kansas City Ooh. ones. Um, Ico Para doing a bicycle kick. Um, I've got some Tim Melia making a save, but I've also got Zach Grinky Cy Young. Um, there's some good ones back there. I actually just recently went to the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame and I got a Buck O'Neill one. Do you have a Bobby Bell one now? I do not have a Bobby Bell. That's what I need to do is I need to upgrade my Chiefs bobblehead game. I've got a lot of Royals bobbleheads because that's like the sport that always gives bobbleheads away. But I just don't have a whole lot of football bobbleheads. I've got a couple that I got at the Chiefs. You got Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Casey Wolf, And then the Bobby Bell one. And then the Bobby Bell one. No one cares that's listening to this. And the one thing I will say, Nick, we're going to fix your mic for anyone who's been listening to that crackle. We're going to fix your mic. I bought a new cord. What the hell? Am I wrong, Tucker? It's on and off. It happens every now and again. Why didn't you tell me that earlier? I would have not touched the desk. It sounds good now. Okay, cool. That's what I'm not. Just don't move. Just don't move your head. Don't move your body for 47 minutes. Say don't, don't do it next time. All right. Thank you to Jack Stack. Thank you to Jack Stack for sponsoring this episode. Um, Any last words, BJ Tucker? Leave Frank alone. Tucker? Um, Leave TikTokers alone. (laughs) You know what the first thing? Nick, here's a, I got a funny story for you. One of the first things Tucker told me when we gave him a job was I, somebody said, one of somebody said something about TikTok. And I had mentioned before that Casey Sports Network will never have a TikTok. Oh, and one of the first God. things he asked me was, can we get a TikTok? Yes. <laughs> like, I yes. Yes. You yes, two can be in charge of the TikTok. You two can be in charge of the TikTok. Good. I love that. I think if we documented more of the Let It Fly back scenes i mean people want to see backs the back scene yep. of like nfl and i want to see the back scene of let it fly because you know and 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 the the kc sports network you know i think that i, I like that and i like where people are commenting on twitter like i mean get off my desk or why is that your you know if people haven't figured it out by now with the one episode where we didn't cut out the screw up that i had at the beginning or me telling you to fix your mic and that we're not going to edit that part out people are getting the raw like conversations that we're all having um, exactly. this entire time and we do a very good job nick of making this show about 10 minutes longer than it should be every single time so i just want to say thank you everybody for listening to this episode of outside the trenches again we will start going consistently now that we are getting closer to football season we thank jack stack barbecue and one last time the chiefs do not win a super bowl without frank clark you guys have a good one and we will see you next week everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance from functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.